Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of your Pennywise podcast. I'm your host, Terry Barr from Lee Enterprises. Glad to have you here with us today. Now, I'm sure everyone may still be making some kind of travel plans during the winter. It can be a rough road, though, if you don't plan ahead, especially when it comes to your wallet. We have joining us today, John Kiernan. John is the managing editor at Wallet Hub. He's gonna help us make sure we get to travel and not spend all of our money on our travels. Hi, John, thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. Hopefully we can help people save some money and avoid some hassle. I love it. That's what this is all about. So since we're talking specifically winter traveling, why do you think it's a good idea for people to make plans when they're traveling? For sure. Uh, it's always a great idea to make plans when you're traveling um, because waiting simply limits your options for everything from your airfare to how you pay for your travel, uh, where you can go, time off work, everything like that gets limited when you wait. And generally, rash decisions are not conducive to saving money. So you generally kind of pay what you have to pay when you're up against the wall. Yeah. But if you can start early or in a position of power, you can choose what you um, the best deals available. I love that. Stay in a position of power over this. So let's help everybody do that. We have five winter travel tips. And I'm going to ask you about the first one. Choose your credit card wisely. Why does that matter? This one is super important, and a lot of times we'll save the best for last, but this is really the most important one first. A lot of people think a credit card is a credit card, and it's just the means of paying for your travel, but choosing the right one can save you literally over $1,000 if you play your cards right. Wow. And this ties into planning early. If you can get a credit card well in advance of your trip, you can use that credit card to meet an initial bonus spending requirements. A lot of cards give you, say... $750 to $1,200 in free travel for spending 3000 to 4000 the first few months you have the card. Okay. So if you get the card early enough, you can use that bonus amount to pay for your travel. Everyone loves free travel. Alternatively, if you're looking at things a little later in the game, you can use your travel spending to meet the spending requirement for a card you might not ordinarily qualify for the initial bonus for. So if you don't ordinarily spend $4,000 in three months, but you're planning a big trip that would allow you to get there, this is a great opportunity to really subsidize that in a significant way. Oh, that's brilliant, actually. What a good time to even look for a different credit card to match what you're talking about. Definitely. The uh, average initial bonus has only gone up over the years. It's gotten significantly higher and more competitive, uh, especially for people who have good or excellent credit. And you can really, you can save hundreds of dollars in just a matter of months. And that's not even including ongoing rewards and other perks like that. I can see why that's the top tip. <laughs> Let's move to number two, shop for the best deals on transportation and your lodging. What do you suggest here? So everyone, basically your comparison shopping for the way you're going to pay for the trip by choosing the right credit card. And then you need to comparison shop on everything else as well. If you're flying, you need to use a comparison site like Kayak to find the best deal. And you can even use a few of those sites to see if you can get a great offer uh, one place versus the other. Um, you can do the same thing with hotel chains, rental cars, vacation packages. Basically, the more information leads to savings in this case and looking for the same lodging or airfare or accommodations from multiple places will lead to the best deal. 
Okay. And it, it sounds like with the credit card too, try to have that planned ahead. Don't wait till the last minute. For sure. <laughs> you can usually get better deals if you book and pay for travel in advance well ahead of the trip. Alternatively, if you're kind of late in the game, you can try some other strategies to reduce the cost. You can look for traveling maybe midweek, like in Tuesday or Wednesday versus yeah. on the weekend. Right. Um, you could look at a place that is maybe not as popular during the winter as some other destinations. I've done this before personally. Like if you go into with a big group, it's often a lot more cost effective to rent a house rather than getting a whole block of hotel rooms. And there are obviously a lot of places um, that you can look for kind of to rent houses um, and pretty much any travel destination that you'd want to go to. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun too. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, tip three. I can't wait to hear about this one. Try to mix your business with pleasure. What does that mean? So this can be uh, um, hard to pull off and it really depends on your work situation, how you uh, do your taxes. But if you can center your winter trip around work and have a few days on either end for family time or personal fun, then you can probably deduct a fair amount of your expenses that you spend on the trip from your taxes. So you might be able to deduct your hotel room if you're going to be able if you're going to stay in that hotel regardless and you have a, a family member with you or the same thing with a rental car. People should obviously talk to their accountants or tax professionals before acting on these things, but it's definitely something to look into and can lead to some some savings come tax time. And it's a good thing, too, to talk about this now, because I have heard that business travel is on its way back up. So if you can do this, mm -hmm. make a, a little pleasure trip out of your business trip, why not? Sure. And a lot of people have jobs these days that they can do from anywhere or that lend themselves to travel. So if you're, for example, a social media influencer, maybe you're going to you go somewhere with a nice <laughs> ski slope as a backdrop, and that could potentially work out with some deductions. People have a lot of non-traditional work, and so that can lead to, to savings as well. Oh, it sounds great. Okay, tip four, use credit for your foreign travel. Mm -hmm. Bring a debit card too. I have not heard about the bringing your debit card too. So tell me more. So using a credit card is, is key for foreign travel because a lot of people think that you should get hard currency and go to a bank before you leave or somewhere like a Travelex kiosk in the airport. But yeah. the credit card networks actually give you much lower exchange rates and they do it automatically um, without you having to convert hard currency. So anytime you use like a Visa or MasterCard credit card in another country, it automatically does the currency conversion. And if you have a credit card with no foreign transaction fee, you're looking at saving about 7% on average versus converting hard currency to bank or credit union wow. and about 9 to 10% um, versus uh, airport kiosk. So planning ahead here and making sure, okay, I'm going to get my credit card and use it for most of my foreign spending. It will save you a lot more uh, relative to getting hard currency. Yeah. It also reduces the risk of fraud because you're not carrying around uh, money that could get pickpocketed. And you're in that case, you're you're out the money with the credit right. card. If it gets stolen, the credit card company can send you um, an expedited replacement and you wouldn't be held liable for any of the fraudulent charges. Yeah. Now, the reason we recommend bringing a debit card, too, is that you're not going to be able to pay for every single thing with a card when you're abroad. You're gonna need cash eventually. And rather than exchanging hard currency at a banker or airport kiosk, we recommend taking a debit card that has no foreign transaction fees and using it for uh, ATM withdrawals while you're abroad. So you can take out money as needed and ah. still benefit from the low exchange rates provided by the card networks. That is so good. Okay. 
Totally makes sense. And I really like that one with the credit card and the debit card. Thank you for that one. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So the last tip is let your card issuers know you are traveling. Why should we do this? <laughs> so this can seem uh, like it's unnecessary. And to be honest, in a lot of cases, it is. So, so many credit card issuers, including American Express, Bank of America, and Capital One, and Chase, they say you don't really have to notify them when you're traveling because they have sophisticated enough um, internal mechanisms to, to detect whether it's fraud or whether it's really you in a different area. Huh. But some other issuers say it's not required to notify them, but they recommend it because a lot of times when you're in a, an area that's unusual for your spending patterns, it will look like fraud to the credit card issuer. And so they could temporarily suspend your account thinking it's fraud until you contacted them. And that can be a real hassle when you're in an emergency situation, especially, or if you're traveling and you need to make whatever payment you need to make. So it's definitely a good idea to let them know ahead of time, yeah. even if they say they don't require it, just so you don't have any issues. And this is also another reason why having a backup payment method, such as a debit card from a different bank or credit union can be helpful. Because if your main payment method gets suspended, you can use the other one while you're working it out. Ugh. Absolutely. I can vouch for this one too. I had this happen a couple of years ago. And uh, whenever I tried to make a purchase, yeah, the credit card company called and would say, is this really you? You, you need to let us know. Mm -hmm. And once you did that, yeah, it took a little while, but then at least you knew you were protected and, and you could use your credit card again. But I think after that lesson for me, I would do it ahead of time, let them know. Yeah. And, and this can be both Domestic and international, yes. you might think it's just for foreign travel, but personally, I'm from Washington, D.C., and um, I go up to New Jersey to the beach a lot, and my card has gotten declined in New Jersey because I'm usually in D.C. And right, so right. Something as little as that, and it depends on the company, but um, especially if you have a credit card from a smaller issuer, it's definitely a good idea. I know those credit cards can be very smart. Yeah. <laughs> okay, those are such terrific tips. What would you say, John, would be the bottom line? The bottom line is definitely to start early into comparison shop. Um, the earlier you begin your search for winter travel accommodations you're planning, the more options you'll have, and especially the more time you'll have to find the perfect payment method, such as a new credit card offer that could save you hundreds of dollars. Oh, terrific. I hope everybody gets to have some happy travels over the next couple of months too, and, and puts your tips to use. John, thank you yep, so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, John Kiernan, Managing Editor at Wallet Hub, our guest today. And I'm Terry Barr, your host of the Pennywise Podcast from Lee Enterprises. We are always grateful to have you here with us. A new episode every single Thursday.